episode two. Episode two. Sam's got to do it. I know, dude. Episode two. Listen to that guy, dude. <laughs> it's like the perfect amount of raspy, bro. Freaking, freaking Marvin Gaye on the mic, dude. Got me a girlfriend. Do see? It wasn't. It's it wasn't. My, it wasn't my pickup line. I'll tell you that. You don't have smooth game for what? No. I tell you. You want to hear the story about that? What is it? Okay, so we're me and me and Kim are in the uh, GRI training, right? And so we got a whole week there, right? And you know, I'm sitting behind her, and I'm like, man, she is beautiful, beautiful. I mean, I got to find a way to talk to her. So we go the whole week, and I just. I chicken out every time. So it's the last day, and I'm like, this is it. I mean, just no other, I mean, it's do or die time, right? So now, mind you, we're at the Amarillo Association of Realtors. And I go up to her, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? My name's Sam. Um, hey, um, so you sell real estate here <laughs> locally? <laughs> and she looks at me and she's like yeah I mean that's what I do you sell real estate here in Amarillo huh yeah speaking of Amarillo real talk real talk episode two welcome aboard we're actually going to be talking about Amarillo Texas today awesome we're going to be talking about fun facts unique things things you may or may not know about Amarillo so I'm excited for this episode should be I mean what's not to like about Amarillo We'll get into that, too. <laughs> Stay tuned to the end to find out what we don't like about Amarillo. Fair enough. some unique facts about Amarillo, Texas? Well, so interestingly enough, I went to Tascosa High School. Amarillo was actually, so there's just a little, small, little um, ghost town now. So for you people that are, love the wild, wild west stories, I mean, there's there's an actual little ghost town called Tascosa um, just outside of Amarillo. I think it's on the way to Will Dorado slash... Boys Ranch, another great place, by the way. Um, so it's called Tascosa, and it was actually from what this is now. Hey, this is from the internet, historic mark, historical markers. So I got that backing. Well, let's just you know the internet's not correct about everything. Only about ninety nine percent of things. <laughs> let's but, ask uh, GPT. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was like a little. It was going to be another little Dodge City because I mean. For those that don't know, you know, they had a lot of cattle drives that went up through here. Charles Goodnight was a cattle driver, so um, it was going to be like another little small cattle drive place. And even now, if you go to downtown Amarillo, there's a little, uh, you know, pond, marshy pond. It's actually called uh, Horseshoe Lake. Um, I'd call it more of a pond. But it was a a watering hole for for the cattle that would stop on the way up into Kansas um, they would stop at that watering hole um, to so the so the cows could, to, could uh, you know get a drink and you know have a little place to rest. So you transform. So you go through a little bit of time, and we've got the trains coming through. You know now now we have the the train system coming through, and Amarillo was a stop for the trains to, uh, to pick up both cattle and produce. Wow, man! So wow, fun fact. See, you learned something today. You History, didn't know man. you were going to learn. <laughs> History, man. History, yeah. man. Well, that's your background too. Absolutely, yeah. History <laughs> teacher, yeah. yeah. So you know, I, t- I taught history and government. So I mean, I loved learning about history. Loved te- love teaching about history and a little bit of government. So mostly useless facts, but you know, <laughs> you got to have a little of that. Yeah. If you're ever on Trivial Pursuit, you're winning. I'm winning. I already know this. Yeah. Did you teach a lot of local history? Um, like Amarillo specific or the Panhandle? Um, well, no, no, no. So uh, it was mostly U.S. history, okay. but I really, I, I really liked um, the uh, like the Civil War history. Um, you know, obviously the Revolutionary War, uh, Constitutional Era history. I love that. Um, you know, as far as local, you know, a lot of that deals with, of course, and when we get to Civil War era. Um, 
you know, Texas was obviously a part of that as well. So uh, I really like that. Randall County, um, which is, you know, it's going to be the canyon area, south, south Amarillo, uh, was named after a Confederate general. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. The, dude. <laughs> hey, I, I knew that this was going to be Sam's episode. Right Let's here. go. <laughs> See, Sam's everybody's episode. learning something today, man. Hey, I love this. Hey, you know, so going back to Amarillo, I don't know uh, where the name came from. I, I do know it, it means yellow in Spanish. So where I thought it, it was an old, old wooden ship used during the Civil War era. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That sounded great. <laughs> but I like it. Thoughts. <laughs> yeah, Amarillo, yellow, man. I think it was, wasn't it because uh, there was Yellow River or something like that that was running through here? Isn't that what they called? Uh, like the Canadian River or something? Yeah, very well could be. I don't, I don't know. Somebody knows. Uh, maybe they could just drop a comment in. Cause yeah, drop a comment. Know. Let us know. Don't know. I mean, school us. <laughs> <laughs> could be way off on this. <laughs> hey, we're here to learn, too. Yeah, exactly. man. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Those are fun facts about Amarillo, man. Like what... Um, because you grew up here, you were born and raised here. Born and raised. So, from a local, what are some of your personal favorite things about Amarillo? Well, growing up here, I have got to say it's got to be the the culture and the people. You know, just growing up here, you know, I had a great childhood. I mean, people would just give you the shirt off their backs here. I love that, and I'm sure there are a lot of places where. People could say the same. I, I, I know that there's places where people wouldn't say that. Um, but for me, just growing up here, it was like, you know, uh, people, it's it's a small town, kind of a small town vibe, even though we, we're growing as a, as a city, obviously. But you still have those people that just generally, you know, just pull over on the side of the road, see what you need if you broke down, still give you, still, you know, give you things that you need. And um, I just love the community. Got to, that's got to be it. I love that, man. That's and cool. I'll say, you didn't grow up here. No. So being here now for how how many, how long now? Uh, four years. So what, exactly. has, what, is, what are some of your favorite things about Amarillo? Yeah, I would go right along with Sam. Just being here for the four years that we've been here is the the community feel that you get from every just about everybody that you talk to, whether it's in the grocery store or wherever you are. There's so many people that are so welcoming and make you feel like like a family. This is, um, there's, I know there's lots of people that say it's like a big small town mm-hmm. uh, where you get, you've got that small town feel where I feel like everybody knows everybody. But I mean, with the population of over 200,000 people, it's not as small as I think it feels like. So funny story real quick. I love that you said that both of you have said like, this is the biggest small town, right? Yeah. Because you have a small town feel, even though we're over two hundred thousand, I think over two hundred twenty-three thousand in population now. But this is what's a, a funny story: is one time Tamara was was sick, she wasn't feeling that great, and so she didn't want to put makeup on and, and get all dolled up to go eat lunch, right? But we were going to go eat lunch, so uh, we had this idea: like, hey, why don't we drive to Canyon, and you won't see anybody that we know. Right? <laughs> yeah. So we mm-hmm. go into Feldman's Diner in Canyon. Love that place. And as soon as we walk in. To the right-hand side, there is a tabletop of 20 people that all know me from West Texas A&M University. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so Tamara recognizes they know me immediately, and she kept walking like she wasn't with me. Like she didn't she, know you. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so, so she didn't have to be seen. And I, so I call that the peel-off. So if any of you, if any of you spouses are out there, that's the peel off maneuver. Okay, I love that. Yeah. so yep. funny story. But yeah, Amarillo is over two hundred twenty three thousand in population now. I think the the median home price today is two hundred and forty three thousand dollars. So I think thousand dollars two hundred and forty three thousand dollars, bud. That is the median home price in Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. Uh. You know, that's, uh, you know, growing up, I remember my mom telling me she she bought the house that we that I grew up in for four thousand oh, dollars. Wow. You can't buy, a, you know, stick of wood now for four thousand dollars on a piece of land. I yeah. mean, it's just that just goes to show the ap- appreciation that happens when you buy real estate. Yes, there's going to be downtimes. There's going to be times that are plateaus. It's going to be times that it doesn't go so hot. But it's a steady appraisal or an appreciation in value. Hundred percent. I mean, well, this is the the only industry or sector that, over the course of history in the U.S., real estate has only appreciated. Yep. So even going into recessionary periods, it comes out even more so than what it dropped into the recession periods at. So, 
real estate still, in your opinion, great investment? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. You look at people that buy, you know, they pour money into other things. It's like you go buy a brand new car. The second you drive it off the lot, what happens to it? Depreciates. It goes down in value. Yep. Homes. What happens to the second you, you buy it? For the most part. It doesn't depreciate. It doesn't depreciate. Exactly. It's amazing, man. Um, I love that you said that too. So Amarillo is kind of like a unique melting pot in the real estate segment, right? Because in 2008, we actually didn't even see a bump really with the economy. Right. Everybody that lived through 2008 here in Amarillo, we have such a diverse business and, and, and economic status here with, I mean, with between like Bell Helicopter and health systems and hospitals and and um, you got to mention agriculture. Agriculture is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. agriculture. Um, you have universities here with Amarillo College. You have WT. You have there's so many segments of the market here that are so well insulated for recessionary periods. I had a, a, a wise man once tell me here in Amarillo. He's an old mentor of mine. He said, Derek, if you can't find a way to start a business and have it successful in Amarillo, Texas, you shouldn't be in business. Because right. this is one of like the most favorable cities in the USA to start and own and operate a business. I believe that 100%. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's part of, again, we go to Amarillo, going back to our culture, Amarillo has a pro-business, less government feel and attitude. Um, and I hope it stays that way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the best government is the government that stays out of your way. And like the least, the least that you see them, the less that you see them the better it is. And so, you know, I just look at other places that don't have that same kind of feel and that same kind of regulatory system. Um, and we don't, we don't necessarily have that. We have a, a, a like a thriving business attitude here where we're going to stay out of your way and just do what you got to do. Also, I think it goes back to, um, networking. We have a good network system here in Amarillo. Um, and also, Lastly, Amarillo Senate is positioned in a really good place in the U.S. It's like center of USA, right? You were about the same distance from the West Coast, same distance to the East Coast. And I know big businesses like that. A hundred percent. And so what's, what's really amazing, I, I love that point because it's attractive for businesses. In-state, out-of-state, come here to Texas. It's a great place to do business, right? But what I love, too, that you said is like we're such a, a travel-through hub, because we do have an international airport here. Yep. And, um, and a highway interstate. A highway interstate. And it's, well, we're four and a half, five hours to Dallas. We're four and a half hours to Albuquerque. We're four hours to Oklahoma City. We're, you know, three and a half. You could be on, on the ski slopes in three hours and 45 minutes if you go to Santa Fe. Yeah. You know, four hours to Red River. So you're in a place where in just a short amount of distance, you can be pretty much anywhere you want to be. Mountains, we have a you know, the Gulf of Mexico doesn't take that long. Beautiful country in South Texas. But I love that about Amarillo because our median home price is below the national average. Mm -hmm. yep. So with us being below the national average, it's a great place to invest. It's a great place for yep. you to purchase real estate. Um, so I love that that you were mentioning that about businesses because you're right. I mean, I think that's why so many businesses are flocking here. That's why so many mom and pop businesses are here. That's why you have generational businesses here right outside of Amarillo you know you got uh, you got Canyon with uh, you're talking about going to West Texas A&M University so that's where I went to college too in fact I was a police officer at the time I was going to college and so I was working nights just a small little deviation here I was working nights and I would get off of work at seven o'clock a.m. and I would have to be I would go from to classes from from eight to noon you know I'm trying to muscle through my my college to get my college degree and I was so tired, you know, I was, you know, getting off work, going straight to college. Then I had to be back at work that night. And so there was a couple of times when I, you know, fell asleep in class. So it happened. You know, one time, I didn't know if you knew this, but you can actually hear yourself snore. Because <laughs> I did that. <laughs> and so, anyway, it's just small deviation. But WTAMU is a awesome little college setting in a, in a nice little college town. You know, most of the time it's a pretty quiet place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when the school's going in, it gets pretty busy. And I love that. They got the, you know, WT football out there. It's fun to watch. The WT girls volleyball is awesome to watch. They got the box out there is what they call it. It's fun to go watch that. 
Um, now back going back to Amarillo, you know, that's have y'all been to the symphony, Amarillo Symphony? I haven't been yet. I haven't no. personally. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, you gotta go. It's it's fun. It's like one of the I mean, we just redid the performing arts center within the last decade, right? Like that yes. whole brand new space. I mean, a lot of downtown Amarillo has been completely renovated. I, I mean, I almost equate it to like Bricktown in Oklahoma City just without the river. Like they've done so many improvements to downtown now that with Hodgetown and the Sod Poodles, that whole stadium yeah, it's is a fun beautiful atmosphere. Yes. Yeah, man. Um, matter of fact, we can see it right out here outside of our office windows, yep. man. Yep. Um, but then you have all the street improvements, all the the nightlife, the the diverse restaurants and businesses downtown. And um, I love that you know Amarillo decided to pour back into some of that community and get some more attention downtown because there for a while it felt like that was getting neglected, you know. I think it was, yeah. You, you know, there's just a little bit of a downturn in the economy, and I think that just, I uh, you know, I don't know what the requirements are as far as renovations, but I don't I don't know if maybe they were a little too strict or something. But now that there are some renovations going on downtown. Um, for example, that I'm trying to think of it. It's the Firestone um, little apartment complexes down oh, yeah. downtown. Yeah, they renovated that. It used to be an old Firestone yeah. um, tire shop. They renovated that, man. It was awesome. Man, like, let's play a little. Little. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a little trivia here. Let's go. And no, is they it history? They were not prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, what locally here in the Panhandle, Emerald area, was purchased by Taylor Sheridan for the show? 1883 and or Yellowstone. Either one of you know? No idea. The four six ranches. Really? So the four six ranches in between Pan, Panhandle and Borgen, one of the largest ranches here in the Texas Panhandle, was bought by Taylor Sheridan as part of the show of Yellowstone and or 1883. Wow. So okay. for a period of time while Yellowstone was shooting, they used to see Sam Elliott, who lives in Brownsville, Oregon, by the way, Cool. But they used to stay across from uh, Crush downtown, the downtown yeah. bar. Yeah. That um, that old building that they renovated, That's it's now like a hotel, and that's where a bunch of the actors would stay and actresses. So Sam Elliott would stay there. There, there a bunch of times Faith Hill, um, Tim McGraw, people wow. were seeing him downtown, and it was all during the shooting of, of those movies. So wow. little uh, little famous fact about Amarillo right there, man. Okay. That's cool. That's okay. really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, going back to the sod poodles, uh, that's probably one of my favorite things to go do. Um, that, there were, I think, we, two or three different events that we had thrown when I was working at the title company and just getting people together to go and hang out. I mean, baseball is an easy thing to go and, like, you don't really have to pay that close attention to have a blast doing it. Um, and that also just goes back to my childhood and growing up because we had a double A affiliate of the LA Dodgers in Ogden, Utah, where I grew up. Um, they were known as the Ogden Raptors. And that's what I grew up doing. Uh, we also had the, have the Salt Lake Bees as well. Uh, that's a triple A ball club, but local to like where I grew up. I mean, within 10 minutes of where I grew up, where our house was, that's what we did on a regular basis was go there. And actually my, uh, one of my uncles is, the print shop that he works for, which is also a family business, um, they print all of their tickets through them. And so, I mean, we were given tickets by, by our family and saying, hey, go and hang. Like, that's that's what we did all the time. But just brings me back. Like, that's yeah. that was a blast. That we, was our childhood, always, too. I mean, we man. used to we used to be called the Amarilladillas before the Sod Poodles. Yeah, that's right. Well, what we used to do in the summertime is, especially after school was out, is we'd go to Wonderland. So we go to Wonderland Park, which is an amusement park here in Amarillo that is like the Six Flags of the North, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> and then you can go see, you know, the Houston Astros or the Texas Rangers, depending on who you favor, of the North with the sod poodles. But that's what we used to do is we used to come over here and go to Wonderland all day and then that's cool. get worn out. And then we'd go to watch the Dillas, you know, a.k.a. now the sod poodles, mm-hmm. um, play baseball. And what was really cool is they used to always have fireworks. So anytime around the 4th of July, you'd get to also see the fireworks show and hang out. It was just a great time, yeah. great atmosphere. Yeah. And now that they've redone that and you have Hodgetown, the stadium, I mean, what better name for a baseball team than a sod poodle? <laughs> yeah. What is a sod yeah. poodle? I've been asked that question. Prairie dog? Uh, it's got to be a prairie dog. Yeah, I think I'm it's pretty, like a version I'm, of a prairie dog. I'm pretty sure it's a prairie dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Yeah. I don't know um, if there's any different <laughs> differentiator between the two, but vicious critter vicious (laughs) yeah i mean a prairie dog sounds vicious right it's a dog (laughs) in the prairie (laughs) a sod poodle i mean i mean who doesn't like a poodle (laughs) everybody likes a poodle yeah we're just ready to cuddle while we play baseball that's what what we're doing yeah but yeah you don't want them you don't want it to hit the back because they'll tear it out of the park man when it was the dillas so i used to take my my daughters to the dillas game and i would we would sit and um, you know, the back, whatever the side does, the, the side seats out there about third baseline or first baseline. One time I was sitting out of the third baseline, right in foul territory and man, this guy smoked it, it into foul territory. And believe me, I have no baseball skills whatsoever, but that ball is screaming right from my youngest daughter's head. She's probably five years old and just out of nowhere, the dad reflexes come in and bam, man, I, I, Knocked that. I didn't catch it. It probably <laughs> broke my hand, but I did knock that ball away from my. God. It, it, it got it right in the head. But uh, man, so yeah. You, I mean, talk about you don't have to pay much attention, but you got to pay some attention. Yeah, when you're talking about yeah. fly balls. If you're in foul territory, yeah, you better watch out. Man, yeah. There's there's so many fun things I feel like Amarillo has here locally. That um, I mean, like everything from like synergy. Right, which yep. is a great family a field. Go a watch blast. a movie, go play laser tag, go bowling, you know, arcade games. They got like a whole um, sky amusement park thing, like above the whole thing. Yep. Like, there's so many things like that. Sod poodles, yeah, tons of parks all through Amarillo, tons of parks. Um, what are some of your other favorite things in Amarillo? Okay, so are you talking about in the city limits, or are we talking about just in the area? I'd say in and or around Amarillo. Okay, definitely, you know, it's got to be, one of them's got to be Paladuro Canyon. A hundred percent. Yeah, that Paladuro Canyon is fun. So, you know, I did a little bit of mountain bike riding, and they have an annual event there called 24 Hours in the Canyon. Uh-huh, I had a buddy that did that. Absolutely, where they just literally ride for 24 hours, and I haven't done that. I haven't done that. Do you know when that. that is? I do not. Do not. And is it annually? We ought to do it that. It is annually. Yeah. That'd be good to find you com- out. You comment below if you want to see us three do the 24-7 <laughs> yeah. ride the camera. It's got to be a lot of comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we get a 1,000 likes and subscribers, yeah. we'll, so, go, we'll, we'll go do, do it. it. Go. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. But I, I will tell you that there's that place is known for mountain bike riding. Yeah. Like people from all over come down there to go mountain bike riding because it's, it's challenging. Uh, I'm mean, of course they have easy trails, uh, but I mean like there sunflower. are difficult trails. Yes, which I'm man, a it's, it's be- like you go to Paladura Canyon and it's beautiful, right? If you've never seen Canyon Country, it's it's beautiful. Think of the Grand Canyon on a lesser scale, but we are what the second largest canyon in the second U.S. Right? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely, and so when you go in, it's beautiful to look at, but you would never know the crazy beautiful scenery when you start mountain biking. Yeah. That is right inside the roadways you never would see otherwise. You wouldn't see it otherwise. I mean, you're right. riding right next to rivers and painted walls on hill. It's beautiful. I just recently, I mean, it took me 30-something years uh, to finally go mountain biking in that canyon. And I lived out there four and five days a week when I was at college, mm-hmm. like all four years. I'd go hiking. I mean, we go climbing. we go do everything out in that canyon. And I never... Went mountain biking until recently, probably within the last couple of years. And what a way to get in shape. Oh, man. It just tear you up. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Sorry. Keep going, Sam. Well, I can't remember what else I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, so that, I mean, Paladero Canyon is a, it's it's a great place to go. It's also, if you're not really into mountain bike riding, I mean, they do have campsites down there. If you just want to hang out with the family, it's a great place to you know, just stay the night, like get out in nature, so yeah. to speak, you know, and just... Lighthouse trail, very popular hike. Absolutely. Yep. I think a family could do that, right? It's one of the easier trails, I think, mm-hmm. uh, that's out there. Yeah. Of course you have... Um, are they still doing the Play Texas out there? Yes. Which is incredible. If you've ever seen it, I mean, they've got fake lightning strikes and like all kinds of stuff in that production. Yeah. It's amazing. And again, that's another, that's something where people from all around come to, to go, to to go watch that. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And I think even with the local economy kind of booming, I think over the last few to several years, we've even started seeing, um, Airbnbs and short-term rentals all Uh off the Canyon Rim, which was never there until recently. Um, You have 
I'm going to go ahead and plug this in there too, but you have Maris Adventures on the other side of the canyon, which is the largest like outdoor ATV, I think, park in the nation. So oh, you can go that. out there and I go Jeep that. touring and all kinds of stuff right out in Powder Canyon. So many cool things out there. Wow. And good to know. so from Amarillo, that's a 15, 20 minute drop tops. Yep. I mean, and we're right there. And so I love that you pointed out the canyon. Shay, you're not a local. I'm not a local. What nope. are some what are some of your favorite things that you like to do here in Amarillo? Oh man. Um well we've got a little boy, he's nineteen months old, and so going to parks is probably there there's not a whole lot that we can do uh other than that with him. Um but I've been to Paladuro canyon a couple of times myself and gone hiking and um, i'd love to get into mountain biking though so you guys i, I, I got two bikes I've we just it. need one more <laughs> i got one. Oh, hey, see, let's got go one. well then we're we're gonna have to do that but i don't know if we'll do the 24 hours in the canyon but we we get a thousand likes of subscribers we'll see <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i should have i'm not a challenge, <laughs> I, feel man. Like, I feel like that was a pretty conservative number <laughs> no i'm not i'm not opposed to that um man but i I think uh, going to Synergy, that's a big thing. Uh, we actually lived at the Town Square Apartments right there, right by Synergy oh, off of cool. Santi for a little while. Uh, so my wife and I did that, Go and went and saw a movie, man, at least probably once a week, yep. if not more often than that. Um, for the viewers out there, every Tuesday you get cheaper movies. I think they're like $5 tickets. That's right. I think you have to be a member of the rewards program or something that that they have to get those $5 tickets. So we are not affiliates of Synergy. <laughs> but you might go to. check their website out. <laughs> Verify what we said. Yeah, <laughs> what about the sure. Christmas 100%. list? You and the family ever go out and... Yeah, so, yeah, um, over Christmas we we did that in uh, Wolfland Village. Um, <laughs> we got to go check that out and yeah, walk cool. around. Tell me that it's, isn't insane. Yeah, it's cool, but it's freezing. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we, we'll maybe talk a little bit about the weather, but <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get into the, that next. That's next in the winter time. Yeah, I mean it, it's a blast. Um, my son being, I mean at that time he was what 13, 14 months old, so he he didn't really know what he thought of all of the all the people there in Santa Claus. He was kind of standoffish when we were walking into Little B's Playhouse over there, and my wife and I um, take him over there. My wife takes Nash over there pretty often every couple of weeks to go hang out and play there. Um, but that's where Santa Claus was, was sitting in there and he, he wasn't, he, he wasn't, he wasn't about that. <laughs> he didn't he, like the guy in the red suit. No. Right? And what's terrible is as parents, you think that maybe the next time will be better when it comes to Santa Claus. Um, but we tried to do that all within the same couple of weeks and he's still, still, I mean, I, I wouldn't be having it. I don't want to go sit on <laughs> Santa's lap. So okay. my kid still hates Santa Claus. <laughs> all that being said, not having it. No. Well, man, you mentioned you went to look at Christmas lights in Wolfland. Yeah. So tell us about, Sam, tell us about Wolfland's neighborhood, what people can expect when they go to look at Christmas lights in Wolfland. Oh, man, it's uh, it's awesome. There's a lot of, that's a lot of good history about Wolfland. Um, it's got, okay, so it's got Brick Street, still has the Brick Streets down there. Cause of course, huge, um, huge trees out in the front yard. Um, I actually bought a book on uh, the history of Wolfland. Man, <laughs> I, I, love this. I love it. Sam it's kind of developed again. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, just uh, this this uh, doctor uh, really invested in it and bought the land, and and they planted the trees that you'll see over there, which is just huge looming trees for this area. I'm sure there's. I mean, obviously, for there's listeners out there that are uh, in different. Climates, they're going to have larger trees, but these trees are big. These are For large Emerald, trees. They're, they're huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, huge homes. Um, that's uh, there's a, there's some of them that you could buy. Did you know you could buy homes like off of a catalog back in the day? So they would get these Sears Roebuck uh, homes home kits and take them down there, build them up, and and man, they're huge and nice. Um, you know, extremely well developed neighborhood. Yeah. And it's cool too that like if you've went through recently within the past probably six months to a year, there's renovations that are taking some of those older houses and turning them even more modern with still some of the historical elements, which Absolutely. is kind of cool. Very cool. Um, but it's really, really cool how they've got street lots. I mean, they've got lots strung over the streets and sections. Yep. They've got stars and ornaments hanging from the trees that overhang the roadways. I mean, it's just, it is a cool feel at Christmas yeah. time, man. Yeah. So, it is cool. So here's a, here's a question. Um, you know, there's those, let's say you just had one of those homes and you are, you go in there and it's got the old style windows 
You know, Ooh, we we went into a listing. I know where you're going. You with know, this. we we had a listing that we we were looking at, right? Uh, what was a couple of weeks ago? Yep. We go into the home. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's 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 uh, built in the 1920s, I believe. It's got the original window still in there. You know, single in pane. Great so shape. Cool. Great shape. Great yes. Shape. Lead lined. I mean, it's they're beautiful. The question is, when we would have those open houses there, people come in and say, you know, how efficient are they? Well, I don't know. Do you keep it? Do you keep it natural and traditional, or do you replace the windows? Man, I me being me, I like character. I like if you, I like keeping the character of the home with updates on the inside. Like, I, I feel like today's buyers in our markets are definitely wanting more of an updated feel. Mm-hmm. But there's still some of us out there that like that love that kind of history and like keeping those elements together. Yeah. Um, I think there's a good blend between doing modern finishes on the inside, but keeping the historical character and charm of the home. But that one, I I, I think I'd keep the windows, man. Yeah, I, I think it, I'm in the same boat. Um, I think that when it comes down to efficiency, I think uh, I don't know. There may be there may be some people. You probably get fifty fifty where some people care more about the efficiency than they do the the look of a window or something like that. But for me, definitely the character in those old homes with having characteristics like that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about that. And I think people that are purchasing or looking to purchase in that neighborhood for the most part, I mean, like you had said, there's a lot of construction going on, but it's just kind of just updating what's, what's, what's there. already there. Yeah. And I, I love not, not to, to jump subjects again, but I love, there's two other neighborhoods that while we were on the topic of Christmas lots of Wolfland, I personally think you got to go check out. One of them, Candy Cane Lane, Gainesville, yes. Coulter, that yep. whole area. Yeah. So if you're in Amarillo yep, and you're visiting cool. in the wintertime or you're here for the wintertime and it's around Christmas, check out Candy Cane Lane. You can walk through it. There's so many lots. <laughs> like the Amarillo does an amazing job of Christmas lights versus yeah. everywhere else I've been. This place is lit up. Yeah, just about every neighborhood you go into. Lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it really is, though. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. And then I think the other one is the colonies. Yeah. The colonies are just insane to just go see all the trees, all the houses, everything completely lit up. And if I had to put one more on there, probably the greenways. Yeah. But I think those are like the must-see, like, Christmas lot areas. Yeah. yeah. I love 100%. that you also said this, too. So you've been here your whole life. Yeah. I've been here most of my life. You transplanted here. I did. What do you like about the Amarillo weather, Shay? What's what's not to like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm just I'm just kidding. I I like that you get all four seasons. Um, sometimes sometimes, I was just going to say that sometimes it can be in a day, (laughs) every single weather alarm all in a day. That's right. Yep. Um, heat wave, freezing temps. Yep. Tornado alley tornadoes. Yeah. Yep. All of it. You get all of it. Um, man, but I think, I mean, for us going to the swimming pool in the summertime where it's, it's warm enough. I mean, there's, there's some days where you're about a hundred degrees, maybe a little bit more where going and cooling off at the swimming pool with the family is that's what we do you, yeah. you've got to so yeah. that's what man we love jumping on opportunities like that but i would much rather be i'm a summertime and warm weather type of person over cold and so when we're talking about winter i, I don't know if you want to get me started on how much i dislike <laughs> how cold the winters <laughs> are here yeah <laughs> is it the cold and the wind or yes. okay. no it's both because i, I mean grew up in utah where where it's cold, it'll it'll get below zero degrees, um, but there's no wind to go with it. That's one of the things. There's actually something that I was thinking about the other day. It popped up on uh, one of my memory. I mean, I guess that was a few months ago now, but um, my wife used to work at the gym right over in that town square area. Um, and there was one morning she was getting up to go to work. It was like 4.15 or something in the morning. And I looked at my phone to check the weather and it showed minus nine, but felt like minus 20, it was 27 or 28. I took a screenshot of it on my phone because I'd never in my life seen anything <laughs> like that. 
Yeah, people would think that because we're in, in Texas, in the, the Texas in the South, like, like it's out there all the time. It's out right? there all the time. No, no. We, I mean because we're on the high gets, plains. Yep. I lived it, in the Oregon. High of ele- elevation. Never got as cold as it does here in Texas. Yeah, and that it was is. in the Pacific Northwest. The temperature was actually milder up there by far <laughs> yeah. than it is here. I mean, I've experienced, like you said, negative twenty wind chill in the wintertime yeah. to a hundred and twenty in the summertime. Think about those ranges yeah. for a second. Yeah. And I'm like, here's another fun fact. May 11th, 2008, mm. I'm at WT mm-hmm. at West Texas A&M University. I'm upstairs in the Human Performance Lab. Mm-hmm. Upstairs. Grading papers. Mm-hmm. All of my students are walking in in shorts and tank tops. And then in the afternoon, everybody's walking in in parkas. And I have a window behind me I haven't even looked at. And I'm like, what is going on? I looked at my, I looked out the window and there was two inches of snow on the ground. I looked at the weather report that day. It was 93 degrees, and then in two hours, it dropped below freezing and had two inches of snow on the ground. So yeah. whenever people, like, move to Amarillo, I'm like, just... <laughs> just be aware. Be aware. Be aware. We, we got some weather. We need to give you a heads up. I always give my, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law a hard time about that because they moved here, and that's how we ended up here. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, it's it's great. Come check out Amarillo. We were here, and it was... Great both times. We were like, oh, it's a little windy. But uh, the handful of times that we came to visit, it was not as extreme as what it actually is. And they, I'm like, man, you guys did not give us a fair warning to when it comes to the weather. Just just a heads up. I mean, it's yeah. normal and typical in the, in the like late winter, early spring. We could have, I mean, we could have um, wind fronts of upwards of 70, 80 mile an hour gusts. Yeah. I know where I live. I mean, there's blue swimming pools over everybody's fences and cars. That's mm-hmm. right. So you might want to, if, if you got like a little poodle, bring them inside because <laughs> yeah. they're flying at that point. Yeah. yeah. Here's one thing I do appreciate is the, uh, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Like I don't like, Agreed. I don't like humidity. You know, it, uh, the hot and humid, I don't like hot. I can bear hot and humid is tough. Yeah. But I like, I like the dry heat. Yeah. I like it too. And just going along with that, it, um, it is a little windy here in Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Which helps with the Just humidity, I guess. It's a little bit. A little, little windy, guys. Yeah, and we're, I think... We're the, not like the number two windiest city in America. Yeah, no. Don't, don't worry about no. that. Um, there's a... Yeah, I'm, when people think Texas, that's what they think of as like warm and humid. Yep. But not here in the panhandle. <laughs> no. I've chased many a tornado in my day <laughs> in the Texas panhandle. I believe that. Started chasing tornadoes when I was actually like seven years old with my uncles. I remember the first one I went and chased was uh, seven or nine miles east of Stinnett, where I grew up, and I was hooked from there, man. Yep. It was crazy wow. storm chasers. You That's watch crazy. Out. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, funny story to go along with tornadoes. We we were, I think it was the second or third day after we had moved here, and that was coming up on four years ago and maybe almost exactly to the day. Um, but there were, I think, 11 tornadoes that were surrounding Amarillo <laughs> all going on at once. And we went over to somebody's house that they knew had a ba- that we knew that had a basement just to go just in case. And, I mean, nothing was close to Amarillo, but it was 11 tornadoes that had touched down. So coming from around. Utah, what kind of environment? Did, Man, like what were your t- thoughts when you're like, oh, there's 11 tornadoes around Well, here. it didn't bother me as much as it bothered my wife. <laughs> Taylor was uh, – <laughs> she was – she was freaking out just a little She's thinking, bit. Where did you move me? Yeah, to? her and her sister both. <laughs> Let's say you have somebody looking to move to the area. What are a few tips that you can give somebody moving from anywhere else to Amarillo, Texas? Just some helpful tips. I think getting plugged into the community. I think that that. Um, I mean, for me in business, I know that that's. There's a been a lot there over the last few years. Um, but just getting plugged into the community because our community, I feel like is really, um, they all have that same mindset and the same heart, uh, where everybody's really looking to help each other for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that that'll just help you get out and meet new people. And then from there that opens the door for lots more opportunities. So whether you're here because of bell helicopters movie here or Pantex or whatever, um, for job opportunities, then I'll just say get plugged in the community. It's, it has a lot to offer. Amarillo does. I love that. Yeah, yeah. We've had a I've had a couple of out of town buyers and who didn't know what the 
again, uh, the culture was like and specific to them, you know, so um, everybody that everybody has a specific culture that they're coming from. And if they could find that similar where they fit in um, would be best. So that's a great point. I don't feel like we stress that that enough in, in what we do a lot of times like. That's a brilliant point because it helps that transition be a lot smoother and yep. easier for that yep. family because they're already under a lot of stress. Yeah, absolutely. You it's know, they got to find people that identify identify with where they're coming from or where they're from. You know, obviously the people in the world are different from the people in Amarillo in some aspects. There's right. got to be some yep. cultural aspects. So to find those similarly liked like minded folks. Yeah, I, like I love that. that. That's a good tip, man. Um, I think the other one is. Um, just being aware of, I think one of the wonderful things and hard to decide things about Amarillo is there's so many new construction projects out in Amarillo right now. So I've heard from city planning before that we're on pace to double in size within the next like five years. So right now we have a lot of in- infrastructure growth right with the outside loop around the already existing loop. Exactly. And all of these communities and schools being added right now with the Canyon yep. School District, you know, south southwest Amarillo, northeast and east Amarillo is growing like wildfire. So I think it's really interesting for especially us as agents to be able to talk to people who are moving here in this area and asking really what their preferences are in in a home because in some instances right now, you could buy new construction cheaper than you can buy residential resale. Yep. And depending on what that family's looking for, I would even in some aspects, not all aspects, but in some aspects argue that new construction could be better for that family because of their stress levels. Now, the one thing to keep in mind with that, obviously, is I always tell buyers this, is if you're looking at new construction, the one thing you have to keep in mind is those closing dates and those finish dates are 100% completely movable. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if you can be patient, if you're in a situation where you you can afford to be patient, you don't have to be set on a hard deadline, yeah. it's not a bad option to look at because a lot of times you can find something just as cheap as what you're going to find something on market for that you're going to have to put a ton of money and effort and energy into making it what this could be today. Yeah. Okay, Derek. So exactly. you're talking about people moving to Amarillo. How important is it or is it important to, if, you're, if they're looking for an agent's, uh, here in Amarillo, how important is it that for that? And they're selling a home where they're at for the collaboration of the agent here in Amarillo and the agent there. And I love that. That's, a, that's New a great Mexico question. Or whatever. So, you know, we all work for uh, the same brokerage. We all work for Real Broker. And I think one of the wonderful things about it is we have a very vast nationwide ex- uh, referral partner network, right? Mm -hmm. So not all brokerages in that aspect are created equal. You know, depending on who the company is and what agent you're selecting, they may or may not have referral partners across state lines because Mm -hmm. they may only be a local source. And so from that aspect, that's going to be stress on the family for having to go out and find their own person to be able to help them where they're at, right? As to where they could contact any of us And no matter where they're at in the country, because of our vast network and collaboration between all these agents in our in our network, we can hook somebody up in South Carolina, Florida, anywhere. And we have relationships with those agents. We know how well they are. We know that if they're like minded like us, because we're all in the same space together, it's going to create a smoother transaction and a smoother peace of mind for the clients in knowing that they have somebody that they can trust there and that they can trust where they're going. Yeah. I think that collaboration between agents is, is crucial for the family to feel like they're getting the best service they can to help with a stressful situation. Yeah, Cause I think one of the fears that people have and when they move, well, in any, any circumstance, but especially if they're moving a great distance is what's going to happen if I, if I sell my house here and the one that I'm going to isn't ready or something happens with it. And yeah. now I'm stuck in a, um, you know, homeless for a month, they're stuck in a BNB for a month, they're stuck in a, you know, uh, stuck at grandma's house for a month. Nobody wants that. 100%. And I think what's really cool is there's programs out there today, and I don't recommend this for every client, it depends on their situation, which we all do a consultation at the beginning of the process, right, with all of our buyers, with all of our sellers, to figure out what their goals are, what their needs are, what their timelines are. But there's resources out, out there right now, such as like a homeward or a knock, that we can, we can, you know, put the links in the description if you're thinking about doing this, but it allows a person to purchase a home 
uh, utilizing actually cash or a conventional loan, and then being able to move into that home while their home is being sold. So it, in a way, takes the pressure off the seller from having to fit on a tight timeline. Mm -hmm. Now, there's still a timeline attached, but it's a lot further out than your normal 30 to 60 day transaction. So it takes that pressure off. It takes the pressure off the seller uh, from that peace of mind of knowing, hey, we have somewhere we're going. We know where we're going because we could buy it now without having to sell our home. So you're able to actually drop the home sale contingency with both of those companies I mentioned to be able to purchase a home and then sell at your own pace. But how comfortable do you feel with saying, you know, you've done a couple of video showings with these out-of-town buyers and um, they're like, that's it. You know, we want to, we want to go with that. Um, would you recommend saying, hey, I, I, like what you're, I like what you're saying, but you should see it in person? Honestly, I love that you asked that question because my family, when we were moving back to Texas from Oregon, we bought our house with a video tour. So we had one of our trusted best friends, <coughs> excuse me, walk, or walk the home with our agent in a video tour, and that's how we decided on the home. And so I think in today's age with the use of technology, it makes it easier. The things that you can't, the things that you don't get, right, are your auditory senses. So you don't get the smells. You don't get the full sight. You don't get the full hearing. You don't get some of your your auditory senses to be able to to really have a 100% um, yes to a home, right? But you can get it pretty close with the with a, a video walk tour and then also your home inspections. Yes. Depending on the inspectors, which we have great local inspectors. So if you need one, comment below. We'll hook you up. But I think your home inspectors today, the reports are so vast with most companies. And depending on the products, I mean, you can get a 3D layout of the floor plan so you know what the home's measuring looks like in every room. There, there's so many things now to help give you a better peace of mind than I think even a decade ago. Yeah. That I think it is easier now to to buy a home sight unseen, and I've helped many people do that. But I will say 100% of the time, if you can get your feet in there, get your feet in there. Yeah, absolutely. 100% of the time. Absolutely. Is it not possible a lot of times because of travel plans, speed of market? 100%. But I do think... You can feel pretty confident. I think to get a hundred percent, you got to get your feet in. You got to have, you got to get that auditory senses. You got to be able to smell it, yeah. touch it, see it, everything. Yeah. Well, that's where I was going to go with it. As you you mentioned, inspectors. I mean, people or friends like you. You said that you had. I think that that's important to get somebody in there to really dive into the nitty gritty of hey, what this house actually is. Yeah. And then for an inspector, it's pulling up a full report and what that that whole report's going to look like. And I even think too, if you want to just add another level of service, right? And this is where we could, we could kind of collaborate and help other agents with this too, is if you are having an out of state buyer during your option period, don't just get your home inspector out there. Go ahead and schedule a contractor out there to be out there with the home inspector to say, Hey, come in towards the end of the home inspection, let your contractor see the report and then go ahead and give like, a price value of those items that are on that report right up front to be able to have that person have a good peace of mind of what they're looking at going in or negotiating tools in the process yeah. with the seller. I yeah. mean, and then I think between both of those sources, you're going to end up having a good peace of mind of like what you're looking at going into the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly like you, I mean, for the most part, right. you're going to have a 98, 99% feel if you have all of that and all of those things piecing together. Right. If at all possible, <laughs> get your feet in there so you can see it yourself. Yeah, and I think that's an, uh, just I think the takeaway is it's a great point. We do what the we do what our client wishes, right? So yeah. we got they got to be market savvy, or we get we need to help them be market savvy. Yeah. We're in a we're in a hot market, and and they just don't have the time and that time constraint just won't allow for that uh, in person viewing. Um, we just got to let them know, and they make the decision at the at the at, at the final decision is on them. Yeah, like, hey. You know, it's it's hot. I, I can't tell you how long, you know, we're, this is going to be available. Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, kind of tying this all, all in together here. Anything else you think people need to know about Amarillo, Texas? And man. or want to know about Amarillo, <laughs> Texas? Man, it is, it is a, it's a great town to raise your kids in. That's, that's, that's what I would say. It's a, and one thing just, 
you know, just going back to 2008, people talk about the, the economy that, that happened. Amarillo, this area was fairly well insulated, and I think that we're going to continue seeing that in the future through through down downturns. We're going to have a pretty well insulated area. Yeah, I 100% agree. What about you? Yeah. Um, man, I know that I talked a, a lot of crap about the weather. It can be <laughs> up and it can be down, um, but really Amarillo as a whole is – it's been an incredible place for us. Uh, we moved, my wife and I moved here when we were, I mean, pretty much just married, uh, five, six months into being married. And um, we had our first baby and we actually have another one coming in less than eight weeks now. Um, so that's what, that's what we're looking at is really raising a family here over the next several years. I love that. So, and I think so even, I, even me, right. I, I revealed in this podcast that even though I've been here 30 plus years, I even just recently within the last couple did something I've never done before here. And I think people could live in Amarillo for a long period of time and experience the same thing. You could be here forever and experience something new almost all the time. If you wanted to, it's a small, big town with tons of things to do, tons of variety, tons of restaurants, tons of shopping, tons of places to go, tons of family locations. If you're single, there's great places to you know, go hang out and, and do your thing. There, there's pretty much something for everybody here in this town. And I think for, as it pertains to real estate, I think we are still a diamond in the rough for sure with your median home price below the national average. That's a great place to invest. Yeah, You want to invest in places like that that are below the median average because in inflationary periods or a recession, your money is hedged a little better against those. And I think even for investing purposes, those that are looking into multifamily, single family, short term rentals, we're still a great market, especially for multifamily right now. Yep. It's not hard to find 10 plus cap in Amarillo, Texas with some of the investments that are out there. Yeah. Uh, you just have to know the right agent to get you off market deals. That's right. We have three of them sitting at this table. <laughs> but um, I, I love Amarillo. I think that I love that you said it's a great place to raise a family. You're looking to do the same. I'm doing the same. Yeah. Um, but I even think for, for business aspects, for investing, for long-term growth, you have great potential here in this town. Yeah. Tons of stuff to do for anybody. You still have your outdoor enthusiast, even though it doesn't look like it, because you, you're hard to find trees here in the Texas Panhandle. <laughs> but I think, man, if I could add one thing to Amarillo, Texas, it's more trees. Yeah. If you could add one more thing to Amarillo, Texas, what would it be? Maybe a little bit more water. More <laughs> water. What about you? <laughs> a little more moisture. <laughs> water and trees. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think that there's anything specific that I can think of when it comes to things like that. When we're talking about water and trees, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I could take away a little bit of the wind. That, that might help. Okay. So a few more wind blocks. <laughs> a few more wind blocks. Hey, and trees. more trees. More trees, man. Well, then I'm on that train. Let's go. Well, uh, it's been a great episode. We appreciate you guys tuning in to episode two, all about Amarillo. Um, it's been real. We'll see you in episode three. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, and uh, thank you for your support. Yep. Shay, Shay Olson. Sam Martinez. Derek Manasco. Later. We're out. <laughs>